It is Monday, August 19th, and this is The Rally. Hey everybody, Adam Giardino with you, and the rail riders get off the bus a little sleep-deprived today after a 14-hour bus ride back from Gwinnett, Georgia. Rail riders got into town at 6.57 this morning and 7.05 first pitch later on tonight. 12 hours after getting off the bus, the rail riders will begin four-game set against the Pawtucket Red Sox. Yesterday... Scranton Wilkes-Barre got off the schneid and they snapped a six-game losing streak. They fell behind early to Gwinnett. It was, in fact, one nothing going into the second inning as starter Adonis Rosa gave up a run in each of the first two innings before settling in. And the Real Riders got right to work. Top of the second inning began with a leadoff single by Gosuke Cato and then this swing by Mandy Alvarez. The pitch home. He swings and flies one in the air to left field. This one's high. It sends Lopez back on the track. He leaps at the wall. It's gone. And Mandy Alvarez gets into one to left field. And he puts Scranton Wilkes-Barre on top. A two-run homer makes it 2-1 Rail Riders at the top of the second. The first of many run-producing swings for Alvarez in the game, and that gave the Rail Riders a 2-1 lead. But as mentioned, Adonis Rosa gave up a run in the bottom of the second, so it was 2-2 going to the third, and in a game that felt like it was going to be a back-and-forth affair, little did we know in the top of the third inning that this from Kyle Higashioka would put the Rail Riders ahead for good. Pitch to Hagee. He swings and crushes one in the air to left center field. This one's up the gap, and this one's gone onto the berm. A blast off the bat of Kyle Higashioka has thrust Scranton Wilkes-Barre back ahead to begin the top of the third inning. That made it 3-2. Scranton Wilkes-Barre added four more runs in the seventh inning using an RBI single by Kyle Higashioka, Mandy Alvarez, a two-run single by Billy Burns, and Scranton Wilkes-Barre comfortably ahead 7-2. We go through the eighth inning when Gwinnett adds a run, and so it's 7-3. And in the top of the ninth inning, the frame begins with a walk to Ryan McBroom, a single by Gosuke Kato, and this nail in the coffin from Mandy Alvarez. 2-2 2-2 to Alvarez. Swing and a line drive. Slashed out to right center field. This one heads back at the wall. It's off the wall on the fly. The wave home for the first runner. The second gets waved as well. Here's the throw. Not in time. Goes K. Cato scores right behind Ryan McBroom. And the Rail Riders have opened up a 9-3 lead in the top of the ninth inning. So the Rail Riders went on for a 9-3 victory in a game that was started by Adonis Rosa. He gave up two runs in the first two innings and then wound up facing the minimum batters over the final 16 men who came to the plate. Gave up an error in there, but that certainly wasn't his fault. And Adonis Rosa looked great, picking up his fifth win of the season. His season ERA drops to 3.33 with the Rail Riders. Before yesterday's game, as always on Sundays, we get a look around the minor league system. From single-A Charleston with Matt Dean, high-A Tampa with Nick Flamia, double-A Trenton with John Moses, and my report this week from triple-A Scranton Wilkes-Barre. Without further ado, Matt, take it away. With this look at the Charleston River Dogs, I'm Matt Dean. After an 11-2 run to start the month of August, Charleston has dropped three straight in their weekend series in Asheville, falling behind a five-back of the first-place tourists entering play Sunday. In what's been an otherwise tough weekend for the Dogs, 19-year-old shortstop Oswald Peraza has shined, going 6-for-12, including blasting his first River Dogs home run on Saturday night. With the power starting to come around, one of the most highly touted prospects from the Yankees' 26 
16 class has looked like a complete player. The Riverdogs' defensive coach, Travis Chapman, this week talked about the huge steps forward the teenager has taken since Chapman managed him in the DSL back in 2017. He's really grown up. He's really matured. He's really become a young man and, uh, and a good professional baseball player. Uh, right now, he's about an average big league defender at shortstop right now in a very small sample size that we've had him here in Charleston. And uh, you know, he just goes about his daily work. He, he has the thirst, the, the eye of the tiger, if you will, that he wants to get better. He wants to learn details. And, you know, it doesn't matter whether it's numbers. It doesn't matter whether it's fielding position. It doesn't matter you know, whether it's something you know, mentally communicating, helping his team out. He, uh, he has that kind of it factor. Currently riding an eight-game hitting streak, Peraza has hit 271 while reaching base at an over 340 clip in his first 33 games at the Class A level, where he's two and a half years younger than the average position player. The Riverdogs try to avoid a four-game sweep at the hands of the tourists on Sunday afternoon at 2 p.m. With this look at the Riverdogs, I'm Matt Dean. With the Tampa Tarpons, I'm Nick Flamia. The Tarpons remain two games back of first place Dunedin after splitting a doubleheader against the Blue Jays on Saturday night. The season series wraps up with another twin bill this afternoon, giving Tampa another chance to gain ground in the standings. Esteban Floria logged a pair of multi-hit games last night, and over his last 12 games has six such games, batting 311 with 11 runs scored, four home runs, 12 RBI, and seven walks in that span. The 21-year-old has homered eight times in 61 games this season, after finishing with six homers in 84 games in all of 2018. Diego Castillo also homered on Saturday and has homered twice now during his 15-game on-base streak. Over that stretch, the 21-year-old shortstop is batting 345 with eight runs scored and 11 RBI. Catcher Donnie Sands also continues his hot stretch, lining an RBI double in Game 1 on Saturday to extend his hitting streak to nine games. The 23-year-old is batting 333 over his last 13 games. On the mound, Tampa set a new single-game season high with 16 strikeouts in Game 1 of Saturday's Twinville, with seven punch-outs apiece from righties Frank Herman and Glenn Otto, followed by two more punch-outs from righty Matt Wivenis. Right-hander Jansen Junk will square off against rehabber Clay Buckles in Game 1 of today's doubleheader, with righty Daniel Bees getting the nod in Game 2. With the Tarpons, I'm Nick Flamia. With the Trenton Thunder, I'm John Moses. This week, the Thunder earned a series victory in Akron and arrived in Reading on Friday night to host the double-A debut for New York's 2017 first-round selection, right-hander Clark Schmidt. With a lengthy recovery from Tommy John's surgery in the rearview mirror, Schmidt showed off the full arsenal on Friday night against the Fightins, according to pitching coach Tim Norton. Yeah, I thought he was really composed, uh, solid three-pitch mix. Everything for me is plus. Uh, good movement on both of his off-speed pitches and uh, good command of his fastball, four and two seam. So really good first start. Uh, I know he gave up some runs there in the second and third inning, but uh, overall really composed, good stuff, pretty impressive. Schmidt figures to be a factor in the Thunder rotation as they push for the postseason, something that excites Norton as he looks ahead to what Schmidt can do down the stretch of the campaign. Getting his confidence back, because sitting on the shelf for that long is tough. I mean, you feel like you, you've been out of the competitive nature of just getting after it. So uh, it looks like that's what he's doing. Uh, and just kind of end the season knowing that, boy, I'm not far away. You know, I just need to keep grinding, keep getting after it, and, uh, and uh, stay healthy. 
Right-hander Sean Semple takes the ball on Sunday afternoon. A 2-15 first pitch as the Thunder go for a series victory in Reading. With the Thunder, I'm John Moses. With your look at the Scranton-Wilkes-Barre Rail Riders, I'm Adam Giardino. In the last week, the Rail Riders have hit the road to go down to Charlotte and Gwinnett. And in the series finale Thursday night against the Charlotte Knights, the Rail Riders got five innings in the AAA debut from right-hander Nick Nelson. The 23-year-old from Panama City, Florida, had spent the entire start of the season with AA Trenton to finally make his AAA debut this week. He's somebody that, coming out of high school, had an opportunity to go pro when drafted by the San Francisco Giants, but passed on that to go play collegiately at Gulf Coast College in his hometown of Panama City. After two years there, Nelson had another tough decision to make. He grew up a University of Florida fan, and he had an offer to go there to play as a two-way player or to sign with the New York Yankees in the fourth round. Yeah, that, that was a hard decision, you know, because I grew up a Gator fan, so University of Florida was always my dream school and with the baseball program they have over there with Coach Sullivan and whatnot. So it's definitely a hard decision, but I didn't know uh, if I had another opportunity to go in the fourth round. Plus, it, with being the Yankees, you know, with everything they had they have going on. So, yeah, it was, it was a hard decision, but pretty sure I made the right one. It's mentioned the start of his season was with the double-a trenton thunder while he was there he worked with pitching coach tim norton someone who got a lot of credit from many of the arms that have made their way up to triple a this season specifically norton has grown a reputation of being somewhat of a slider whisperer yeah i guess so you know he, he helped me out tremendously with it we were done it day in and day out whether you know i had a bullpen or just throwing it in the flag ground or you know just playing catch with it so yeah he, he helped me out a lot with it after five innings, five hits, four runs, two walks, and four strikeouts in his AAA debut, Nelson spoke about what he wanted to change for start number two coming up next week against Pawtucket. Hopefully not give up two home runs, but um, <laughs> um, definitely trying to do better than I did last time. You know, I, I know that I can't really miss a spot because, you know, they uh, capitalize on that. So, yeah, I just got to go in there, stay in my lanes, and, you know, hit my spots and fill up the zone. Big thanks to those guys for sending the report in this week, and thanks to you for making the rally part of your day today. I'm Adam Giardino. We'll be with you live at 6.35 for pregame coverage before tonight's 7.05 first pitch. Adam Marco, after a week away, will be back on the horn. Can't wait to have him along as we hope to have you along in the Rail Riders Radio Network, the TuneIn Radio app, and on the MILB first pitch app as well. I'm Adam Giardino. Follow me on Twitter. I'm at... Adam Giardino, G-I-A-R-D-I-N-O. Thanks for listening, and we will talk to you later tonight.